This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Back row and chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Good afternoon. It is Friday afternoon again. Keeps coming around. This is Back Row and Chill. I'm Johanna James. I'm joined today by Jabran, aka JubeTube. AKA my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're venturing for the first time and and doing the radio together, hmm. so you guys can witness what goes on. Greatness. Whether or not this is gonna work or not, baby. I, I doubt it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> we have a really packed show. So over the next two hours, we've got entertainment news coming up, letting you know what's going on in the world of film, theatre, TV, Netflix, all of that shiz. And we also got some amazing guests lined up. And Lucy Patterson is back at five thirty. Our resident film reviewer. She broke a foot last week and wasn't in. How? So. Well, we can ask her this week. I don't know how. I just saw an amazing picture of her foot on ouch. Instagram. I was like, ouch. So Lucy will be back. We've also reviewed a couple of things at the cinema, and I dragged Tube to it as well. Quite literally dragged. Quite literally dragged and gagged to the cinema. <laughs> are, we allowed, are we allowed to talk about that part? <laughs> well, we have now. Um, I've also been researching... Or like movie soundtracks that I have been loving this week. Some old, some new. Um, I've been focusing on credit openers of movies my favourite opening credits and the songs what like that is actually on there oh sick I go in yes (laughs) Um, thanks for that rendition of Lion King Um, so we're going to start off today with one of the best opening songs from last year from the film Nerve I really liked the song so we're going to we're going to kick off the show with that it's Back Row and Chill So that was the opening song to the movie Nerve. Sorry, I just farted and it smells. Nice! That's a great start. And we are in like a fully locked air-conditioned studio. Thanks, mm. baby. That actually stinks. It's like broccoli. Oh, I'm eating broccoli right now. That would be why. Mm. Thanks for letting us know. What was that song called? It was called I Can't Get Enough. It reminded me of one of those YouTube advert songs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, and, you're, and, you're, and you can't, when you can't skip it. Mm. Is the bane of my life. You're forced to listen to all stupid songs. Uh, right, this is. I'm going to walk you through the show because you've never done a full show with me before, oh, baby. Come on, man. I'm a professional. Do you know who you're talking to, fam? Okay. What well, does this button do? Ah! <laughs> Are you joking? Um, this is the part of the show which is called the entertainment news. Would you like to do the audio cue for it? What do I do? Basically, you just say, uh, now it's time for the entertainment news in a really excited voice. Go. Well, now it's time for some entertaining news with Johanna James. Thank you, that was amazing. Wow, I, I jumped into that. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was perfect, that was better than how I do it. So, this is what's been going on in the world of um, sort of entertainment and life and film and stuff. A bit of sad news to start off. Uh, oh. No, really sad news. Oh, uh, the lead singer of... <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I Lincoln know. Park. I know. Uh, Chester Bennington has been found... Di- been found died? Been found dead uh, at 41, age 41. He hung himself, didn't he? I didn't actually know how he did it. He hung himself, and it was the day that his best friend died. Um, the lead singer of Audio Slave. Yeah, several years ago. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I know. But he had he was married, and he had six kids. No. Six. Um, and Linkin Park um, was... That was the first album that I ever bought as, like, a purchasing customer of music. Uh, I bought Meteor when I was, like, 13. Linkin Park were the first people, in my opinion, to make... 
being like an emo or a goth kind of cool. Yeah, like they, it was like the gangster kids that were just like, oh rah, I yeah. can listen to some Linkin Park. Yeah, right they now. bridged the gap between mm, the two mm-hmm. subcultures because growing up there was definitely the massive divide between if you were what like gangster and goth, I guess. Um, and yeah, so I was like, no. So there's loads of like internet tributes being led and stuff. It's so sad. Are we going to be playing some of his songs? I would think of maybe we should get a, get a Linkin Park on. Can we do Numb? Was that your favourite one? Big tone. Okay, we'll get that oh, on. Oh, what's that one? I tried so hard, I got so far. <laughs> in the end. In the, the end, end, there we go. In, in the, the end. end. All right, we got there. Um, and we're talking of music as well. Uh, Despacito has become the most streamed song ever in the history of ever. That can't be right. Well, apparently, no. That what, it's gone past size um, Gangnam Style? Yes. Yeah, Shut the front door. How's that even possible? He's got like three and a half billion views on YouTube. It's on that. the most streamed song. Oh, streamed. Yeah. Oh. So the most listened to streaming song. Um, Despacito, but... It's not even that good. Uh, it is freaking catchy, though. Like, if it comes on. Even now. I don't like the song anymore, but even now I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I prefer singing dentist version. Shout out to the singing dentist. Yeah, if you guys don't have don't know who that is, it's there is an actual dentist on the internet who does like parody raps in his dentist chair, uh, and he's actually called Milad, and he's now our personal dentist, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he's amazing. So go check him out. Google the singing dentist, and you're going to find out who he is. Game of Thrones has finally returned this week. Huge fan. You're a huge fan, aren't you, baby? I love. Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, what did you think about that opening, the, the returning episode? Um, I feel like they missed a trick. Okay. This was their opportunity. To, I don't know if you guys are aware of Game of Thrones, but there was an episode called Battle of the Bastards, which is one of the most entertaining episodes of a series I've ever seen. Was that the uh, with the two kings on the, mm-hmm. with the battle? It was the second to last episode, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, look... Everyone's been talking about Game of Thrones. It's back. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. Mm. Ah, you watch it and you're like, oh, that was kind of boring. We waited a year for that. For us that are fans and understand the series, we get it. But for people that are just like trying to give it a chance, Mm -hmm. it's just completely ruined it for them. They're like, I don't get Game of Thrones. So the second episode better have effing fire. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, they better have fucking fireworks. All right, no, for sure. Um, I was like, I hyped it up. Maybe it was because I was hyping it up so much, and then I realised I felt like nothing happened. Nobody died. I didn't see any boobs. But this is Game of Thrones, so you know they're setting something up. They're setting something up. Some crazy shiznay. I mean, I can swear. Yeah, (laughs) some crazy shits going. Down. That was really shit foreplay, I felt. If they are setting something up, it still wasn't working. Well, you're used to shit foreplay. So, so uh, moving on! on. <laughs> uh, Ed Sheeran <laughs> was in the first episode, which has got like a huge backlash of uh, hate. It got backlash? Yeah, Why? yeah. Fans did not like the fact that Ed Sheeran was in it. Uh, because he's not the first like famo person to be given a little cameo role. But he is Ed Sheeran and people are basically saying that it just completely like they lost um, believability it it ruined the magic and also it was dead like if you're going to have Ed Sheeran's you, you might as well make him sing something good. I thought they were going to kill Ed Sheeran or something. Oh, that would have been amazing. Idea. He should have popped up and been, had his head chopped off or something. Mm. But uh, no, he just sort of came on and sang and said one line. It's the new one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, Dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just spat food all over the microphone. That's it. Can you stop farting and spitting in my studio, please? Thank you very much. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, Ed Sheeran, though, also, he just announced, so not only is he in Game of Thrones, he's about to be in another massive, long-running series. Can you guess what it is? Can you guess what it is? The Walking Dead. Nope. Uh, don't, tw- don't, don't, don't do okay. this. I know, I got this. It's on its Prison Break. No, it's on its 29th series. 
The Wire? No. Uh, EastEnders? I don't know. What was he going to be on? The Simpsons. Oh, my God. I should have known that. Yeah, Ed Sheeran is going to play Lisa's love interest. I was going to say Jackass. <laughs> How long have they been going on for? I don't think they've got 29 series. I know. I was trying to be funny, but thanks for okay, ruining it. Okay, right. Sorry. Uh, 29 series of Simpsons. That thing will not stop. I think it's probably going to go on longer than we will ever live. No, I saw an article saying that Simpsons are going to... They're going to end it soon. Oh, well, I don't know. What's tr- which one's true, guys? Is it going to go on forever or is it going to end? Do we want it to go on forever? Do we want it to end? Of course end? we want it to go on forever. It's the sim- I used to watch That was my like, tea time. My tea time and sit down and watch The Simpsons. Fresh Prince followed by The Simpsons. No, do you know what it was for me? Run home from school, CITV, Pokemon, Digimon, bring it on. And then Saturday, it was SMTV Live. SMTV Live. Did you watch Dig It? You didn't get up and watch Dig It? Who watches Dig It? I watched Dig It. Nah, losers watch Dig It. I watched Dig It and then SMTV Live. Occasionally, I go over to Live and Kicking, but that was more for the posh kids, I feel. Yeah, Live and Kicking didn't really help. It wasn't really kicking. It was live, but that was I was on Live and Kicking once. Was you actually? Yeah. That's really embarrassing. When I was nine. uh, I'm going to have to end our relationship. I've got a copy of it on VHS. I don't want to watch it. (laughs) I'm really cute. <laughs> <laughs> and I ask a question. Did you just say, I'm really cute? I am really Jesus cute. Jesus Christ, you're also humble as well. I'm teeny tiny and I've got <laughs> these massive teeth. And I get. Nothing's changed, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I get selected to ask like the, the captain of the England cricket team a question and it gets to me and I freeze up and I have this massive frog in my throat and so I ask him a question like uh, did you like to win the world cricket series or something like that and I embarrass myself and... that's a really cool story Jan okay <laughs> alright I rude by was that aimed at me or yeah. you for the dead story um, it was aimed at you for being rude to me um, okay we're going to continue with a little bit more entertainment news and we're going to have our first guest on the show coming up after the break so now we're going to continue with opening songs of movies that I really enjoy Uh, do you like the movie Matilda? yes well this is my favourite song from the opening of Matilda big tune big tune send me on my way back row and chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio it's back row and chill with Johanna James and this week can we get well, well hold on he didn't mention my name can we get that changed uh, we'll have to do it again. who is that dude get him in here to do a voiceover and say my name say my name say my name, say my name little bitch <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your name babe what is your name Jube Tube and yes one of many that you have names I have many monikers many mon- that's the word <laughs> fat boy not slim <laughs> Mr Chubb uh, big pig I've got quite a few names they usually hurt my feelings <laughs> And we have our first guest in the studio, so a huge welcome to Amy Morgan. I need like an applause sound. (laughs) Oh, you do. It just sounds like, what is that? Uh, It's like people having sex in it. (laughs) Anyway, sure. Um, You were here to talk about your show that's on at Soho Theatre. I am. Called Touch. Yeah. Uh, What is that about? Okay, so it's about a girl called Dee, who's 33, and she lives in this tiny little bedsit in London, but she's moved up from Wales because she wants new experiences and she wants to like get rid of her old life, start again and experience new things in her early 30s, essentially. Lose all her money. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have any money to start with, to be fair. Um, and so she comes up and sort of, yes, ex- explores all avenues of her sex life and her work life and meets lots of very interesting people. And do you play... I play D. Do you play D? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And how did you get involved in the project? 
So uh, I did a play with Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, in 2012, who's the star of Fleabag. Oh my god, my and, idol! Oh my gosh, Absolutely. she's everyone's idol, yeah. right? I know. Do you know who? Yes, you talk about <laughs> Fleabag so much. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I did a play with her, and that's how I met her, uh, her and Vicky, who wrote and directed Touch, and they're sort of best mates, and we all just hang out together, and we've always wanted to work together since then. And so Vicky approached me about a year ago and said mm-hmm. she was writing this play. It's quite personal to her, a lot of it. It's, you know, she just found herself in her early 30s going, oh, I still don't feel like I've done everything. I still want to do things. Mm-hmm. And so she's, and then she said, would you like to play it? So I was like, yes, please. Nice, yes, please. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, and so, and so, yeah, so we spent the last sort of 12 months working on it with her and, and workshopping it and things. And this is how we've ended up with Touch. And and have you done the Soho Theatre before? Is that a brand new experience for you? No, new for me. I'm usually in a corset in sort of a 17th century oh, <laughs> something or other. Nice. Yes, uh, well, yeah. that's my dream. Sure, sure. Um, we've done about eight years of that now, though. So oh, this okay. is re- this has been really fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did a lot of Amdram uh, growing right. up, and I realised that yeah, I was doing like sort of Cinderella and and Jack the Ripper's and sort of yes. uh, David Copperfield's, and I realised that I'd only ever been on stage in this like full big gown, <laughs> and I was just like, it would be really weird to go. On stage in like normal clothes, yeah. And be like a normal it does feel a bit weird at person. first. Just sort of just a bit like, am I just am I just yeah. on? Am I just me now on stage? <laughs> Where's my rouge? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you just get used to it. It's quite nice, and it's an hour and a half straight through in the bar by eight forty-five. Oh, I mean, lovely. I know. <laughs> so, sorry, I've got a question. Go on. So, you said that the main character, Dee, she's mm. from Wales, living in England, right? Yeah. Do you, I, you, you must identify with that character sure. massively, right? Does that <laughs> uh, help you slip into character? I mean, yes. Vicky very kindly sort of, she wanted to write about her experiences, but she sort of wrote it with me in mind, which mm. was nice. That's why it's Welsh and, and, you know, that's why she comes up. And so, it's part me, part Vicky, but it's, yes, it's brilliant. Why is it called Touch? Uh, it's a good question. Um, I th- to be honest, I don't think there's a huge amount of sort of um, philosophical debates about that. I think oh. her and Phoebe spent quite a few hours trying to come up with the name for it because they were running out of time. Oh, right. <laughs> and they were like, well, was it? they came up with quite a few names. Originally, it was called Hookup, which they thought was a bit on the nose. Okay. And not necessarily what it's about, really. Like, okay. um, And they just thought touch covered quite a lot we of, all need touch we all need to be touched we need to touch other people we emotionally you know, with consent inappropriately <laughs> with always consent. with consent always <laughs> with consent people um, I, I do this weird thing um, that I found a couple of years ago I started doing which is called self-soothing Ooh. which is basically where you uh, you touch yourself right okay, this is sounding really really. Sure. I need to clarify <laughs> uh, but basically it's um, in between being asleep and awake there's like a weird little 10 minute overlap where you can actually tickle yourself oh. uh, or you can you can not be aware that it's you touching your own arm or whatever cool. so a couple of times I wake up and I'm like tickling my own arms up oh and down gosh. which is like the freakiest thing ever if anyone's sharing a bed <laughs> with me and they wake up and I'm just like asleep but tickling my arms like this and it scares me I wake up like oh my god what am I doing <laughs> and uh, I spoke to someone about it and I looked on some lo- a forum online and it's a thing called self-soothing and wow. it's when you, you basically need touch you need someone to touch you and there isn't anyone or you haven't had enough so you Self, you touch yourself. Well, I mean, I think that's a really nice sort of way, isn't that I, the place? I often self soothe. <laughs> self soothe. I'm saying, saying that three times. Self soothe, self soothe. That's really hard to say. Self soothe. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, but it's just like a weird little thing. It's just a little like. But that's quite a nice metaphor like, as well for the play. I mean, I might, might yeah. nick that and like, she just starts saying that. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's about. It's about yeah. self soothing yourself yeah, when exactly. you're in your 30s. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and so, how long? It's, it's already running. It's up and running. Yeah. You're a few weeks in but three weeks in and now. when does it continue to until the 26th of August a nice long run yeah that's good yep. sometimes 
Yeah, sometimes it, I think originally it was six weeks, but because Fleabag did so well, it's the yeah. same people, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, they extended it for an extra two weeks very early on. Um, and it's it's like almost sold out, but you can get returns and you can, you know, there's they always release a couple of house seats every day around three right. o'clock so that you can get tickets for it, but you might just have to be a bit quick on be the door. Be on it, be a bit on it. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, and so you're not it's, not, it's not just you in it, there's a lots no, of other cast lots, members as well. Yeah. Um, well, two of the boys, I went to, I studied at Royal Welsh in Cardiff Drama School. Okay. And two of the other boys were in it as well, so I already knew those, which is really nice. Oh, like, pals from home. Yeah, but I mean, a bit weird kissing your mates on stage, that's a bit weird. <laughs> I know. Just not have to get used to that in rehearsals, but um, <laughs> it's actually really nice just like having someone you know, because it sort of cuts the like awkwardness in yeah, a way, because it's a different type of awkwardness, but you get over it quicker. I've done that in auditions, and I've gone for like commercial auditions for Toyota and they put yeah. you in the room and they're like they just pair you up <laughs> randomly and they're like uh, it'll be you and David and yeah. you and you and you got to go in and they're like right you're uh, you're, you're uh, proposing to each other and you're in the moment and you're kissing and it's like you've literally just met this person yeah. and you're like okay yes I'm okay I'm all. it's hilarious there's and, no um, other industry would you have to do that it's mental it's very weird yes. if that's in I hope you're name. not doing any more of these auditions <laughs> oh. I know this has not been for a while but don't worry okay. I'll let you know but I have been to many weird auditions where they make oh, you jump gosh. in or no, the most recent one was they were trying to make me be like best friends with this girl that I just met and they were like take a load of selfies on your phone Ooh. with this random stranger oh, God. Oh. and so we had to loot loads of random best friends oh, selfies awkward, isn't it? oh god um yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's often the advert ones. They just because they haven't got the time, so yeah. they're just like in and out, Cattle in and market. out. Do this, do that. And you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And mad. whenever you think it's gone well, it hasn't. And I know. When you think it's like bombed, they're like, we'd Always. like to call you back. And yes. wow. you're like, really? <laughs> I Apparently, I can eat yogurt really well. I found out. Interesting. I went for okay. a, I got a call back and, for, cheese. and cheese and cheese. But mm. for a Muller uh, yogurt advert, they I went in and they were like, we're going to film you eating this yogurt. And apparently, I did the right amount of like, you've got to do like a scoop and a bump. Oh Jesus Christ! What? How pretentious can yeah. you be? That's Scoop, mad. bump, and then you've got the, the right amount of pleasure. You can't be too sexual, but you've got to show you're enjoying it. <laughs> well, I mean, and Nicole Scherzinger like, is pretty sexual, I <laughs> think, I when, she, when she eats her So mullet. apparently, I eat yogurt well, but that's well, like... Well, that's good. That's great. I'm not sure if I should really show off about that. You but. should see her eat cheese. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. He's been quite surprised. <laughs> it's a feat. I don't know if oh, you really? know Borsin or Borson. Oh, it's sure. like this really strong cheese. Yeah, I know the one. she'll eat it on its own, just like... I totally understand that. I totally get that. No, it's a great cheese. He's found like the whole empty packet and been like, have you, have, where's that gone? And, and her like, breath smells for at least seven days. <laughs> you're like, where's the cheese? Oh, I can smell it. I know it is. Yeah, that's another talent. I can eat a lot of cheese in one sitting. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, what are, you, what are your plans? So, this is pretty much all your summer is going to be at This Soho. is, yes, pretty much all my summer. And then, I'm not sure. Not sure. Not sure. Um, yep. That's I, a really mean question to ask because I hate it when people ask me that. They're like, what's I your know, next project? Like, yeah, so like, I don't know. Exactly. You just don't I'm know. Just living life. Leave me alone. Sure, sure. Are you so used to it, though? It's just what happens. It's just life, isn't it? You're like, well. And has anything gone wrong? Because that's almost my favourite thing about live <laughs> there. Because that's the, the thing. It's like, it's in the moment. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. You've got to save it or move it around. Absolutely. Um, let me think. In this, we haven't been going that long for things to go wrong yet. I mean, I don't think I've ever done it all the way through without missing a line or making oh something up. That to be honest. relaxes me so Honestly, much. Honestly, I, I don't think I've done it all the way. Because also, it's like it's such naturalistic dialogue. And a lot of it is like yeah. Vicky was listening to me while we were workshop and writing it down. So a lot of it is like verbatim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so, so you sort of get halfway through and you go, hang on, that was not the line. I definitely just yeah, made it's, that it's up. It's creative license, though, really, isn't it? It's like, it's just still, Vicky would feel about that. <laughs> it's still, yeah, 
some, yeah. sometimes yeah sometimes you get directors who are really like put it in your own words and it's fine and some you get directors and they're like uh, you uh, you didn't pause yeah uh, there was I a know. pause there and you missed that pause I was yeah like, Jesus I know no, she's, I'm she's trying not to wet myself on stage okay <laughs> no. just be happy I've said something well there's like 24 scenes I've never done a show with so many scenes they're quite oh, wow. short they're wow. quite a bit like telly scenes and yeah. so and there's like f- uh, five of us five different characters that come on and just have duologues with me so they just come on and go off come on and go off and for a long time I had absolutely no idea who was coming on next and I had a little cheat sheet on the fridge oh. and it just said like E-V-M or the, like, the first letter of the character's you know initials because I had absolutely no idea I had uh, I did a, a play um, Peter Pan years ago yeah. and it was my absolute dream to play Wendy and like blah, and it was like the worst 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 ever production <laughs> of it ever uh, really budget really like awful <laughs> like the crocodile was on a skateboard that kind oh, of thing brilliant. Oh, wow. um, brilliant they couldn't actually hoist us from the sea because when they got to the theatre the beam wouldn't hold us so we, we had to do the flying in blackouts <laughs> off to Neverland blackout Come here we are it was like it was really really awful but on the first night the opening night we all went out and it was supposed to be the bedroom scene with Wendy and the boys and stuff and there's supposed to be this whole scene with Nana and everything and we all come out all of us forget what the fuck's going on <laughs> and we and we just and it felt like an eternity we were just standing there looking at the audience like, somebody and each, say something each of us looking at me like can you say is it you and then and then so at the end I just go right children off to bed and we get, <laughs> <laughs> we get so you just skip the whole scene skip yeah. to the end I think every, all the stage managers about stage like we haven't even what's all the props ah, it's a good just, job everyone knew the story I know. <laughs> we got to Neverland in the end yeah but, sure quite but, quickly probably <laughs> in the end that was like the worst cover I've ever done <laughs> right off to bed <laughs> right right off to bed I know I'm, I'm dangerously close to cutting whole scenes yeah, sometimes like, yeah just someone comes be. on and I start the wrong scene and you're like ooh okay where am I meant to be and what am I meant to be saying but you know what the audience don't know sure unless they, they don't come know. every night exactly they don't know <laughs> they it's don't fine know. we have a very lovely audience as well with diff- lots of different types of people in and every night is different do you know what they're going to laugh at and cool um, sort of like looking to the future what would be your like dream role like something really juicy oh not sure I mean uh, the, the flea bag vibe is definitely mm-hmm. up my street something just I really, really love um, Julia Davis, like all of her really dark comedies. I love mm-hmm. Nighty Night. And she's this thing on Sky called Camping, which is just brilliant. Oh, I've heard about that, but I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, they're so good. Um, so I'd love to do, like, I'd, I'd quite like to sort of write and do it as well, like uh, the really dark comedy for Channel 4 or something. Or like Flowers. Did you see Flowers? No. So good. I just, yeah. So I, I, I really love that kind of comedy that's like teetering on the edge. Yeah. It's like, ooh, <laughs> is that funny? Is it not? <laughs> like, I kind of love that stuff. Or like racist jokes? <laughs> or? God, <laughs> no. It sounds like your friend's no. banter. Yeah. Yeah, no, racism amongst my friend group is hilarious. We love it. Oh, Christ. We're, we're very multicultural. It's not yeah. like we just pick on like the, sure, the ethnic right. in the group, which would okay. be me. <laughs> but yeah, on, no. the, on the edge, on the cusp. That's why something's yes. funny. Yes. Um, we get a lot of slack on because we make uh, comedy uh, videos for the internet. Yeah. And we can get a lot of uh, slack or people trolling because yeah. they they take jokes too literally. And we're a little bit, sometimes like the reason why something is funny yeah. is because it shocks you and you burst out laughing is also a nervous reaction yeah. as well. Well, also it's too too familiar sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah, the, yeah. the flea bag thing is a classic example of the kind of dark comedy I'm talking about it's yeah. like people go oh, they're so shocked but there's a little bit of them that's actually thought that yeah, or like, feels yeah, that yeah. and they're oh yes that's me you know like but- so yeah. good. Who is it that she's um, secretly wanking to? Is it uh, Barack Obama? Obama. I bet I know. there's like so many women that are like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, oh I my may gosh, have done that. See into my mind. <laughs> yeah. Why is that secret though? Barack is a sexy mofo. He is. He is he's yeah. a good looking dude. He's like 50 and he's 
He looks like he's at least 35. He's, yeah. I yeah, mean, he's fit. I mean, to well, be fair. apart from the grey hair, obviously, but no, but silver fox, Still, silver yeah, fox, absolutely, good looking dude. He can really pull that off. Women love that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. If anyone's just joining us, we're talking about Touch, which is on at the Soho Theatre. Uh, it's going to be on till the twenty sixth of August. You have got so much time. So much time. <laughs> so, much time. so much time to go Come along. Uh, we are running through like top uh, opening songs of movies, right? Um, that have been either voted for like by other people or by myself. Yes. Uh, and this one, babe, this one's for you because you suggested this one at home. Uh, Big tune can coming up. Can you guess? Up. Can you guess? I don't know. What is it? This one. Ah, uh, very good. It's a bit of Lion King on background too. Alright, stop talking. What's poppin' It's Kent Jones. And usually I like to be in the front, but right now this is back row and chill. It is. It's back row and chill. We're back. It's Tana James and I'm joined today by... Oh, come on. Give me a better intro than that. Okay. Give me some energy. Go. It's Johanna James, and I am joined today by <laughs> the only, the one and only Jube Jube. Yeah, it's not that exciting, is Woo! it? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, well, we have another exciting person in the studio we as well. Indeed. To be fair, uh, we have our second guest. So a huge welcome to Francesco De Carlo. Hi, <laughs> hi guys. That's a sexy ass name. Now that's cool. Uh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Anything with a D in is really good. Uh, really, it's just the like da. Da Vinci uh, or she likes the D. Just that. <laughs> She's a fan of the D. <laughs> Um, and well, you're here today to talk about your new show, Comfort Zone. Yeah, I will call it Comfort Zone. Comfort Zone. <laughs> yes, if you like it, I can, I can call you whatever you like. Okay. Yeah, uh, and it is a stand-up show that yeah, you yeah, yeah. are doing in Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, full run from the beginning to the end of the festival, which is a whole like month, isn't it? A whole yeah, month from the second to the twenty-eighth, I think. Yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. At the underbelly, we cool. And have you been to the Fringe before? Yes, in 2014 it was uh, like uh, a mess, like uh, okay. <laughs> in a good way, in a good <laughs> way, like it was like, a, I remember that I, I uh, learned the word demanding in English okay. in that occasion, because everybody was saying, oh, the Fringe is demanding, demanding, I said, well, what does it mean? And now I know, because it's very, very stressful, but it's very, very good and uh, joyful and you meet a lot of people and uh, it's very, very great experience. And so where are you from originally? Rome. From Rome. Rome, Italy. Yeah, have you ever been? No, it is on my like top no. five you? places. Mm, I'm terrified of planes. <laughs> really, bro? We I could probably drive to. I Rome. would rather walk. We could drive. <laughs> really? We could drive to Italy. No, be a bit, be quite not? long, but we'll come visit you. Yeah, yeah. You but from come. Rome, okay. So when did you come over here to? Uh, now I'm here uh, since a couple of months. Okay. Uh, yes, and uh, and I think I will stay. I, you know, my, my dream was to move here mm, forever, but mm-hmm. mm, you voted to leave Europe, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Suckers, right? Damn it, you got us. I know. I used to have an Italian housemate, and um, that was all. all I lived with him while all the Brexit thing was going on, and it was like really gutting because he was because he works. He splits work between Italy and London. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he's like, I'm fucked. Cause yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I, I saw the result. Like, so and basically the show is uh, is about this about uh, the having a dream uh, to come here and leave your country and then you voted to leave Europe and I was devastated <laughs> and uh, but it was a good situation <laughs> anyway because I was out, uh, outside of my comfort zone you know and, so, and it's a good way to meet new people change your ideas and grow up and so I, it's uh, all about the experience and now I am playing the role of the immigrant like it ah. is the main character of modern societies <laughs> so yeah. everybody's talking about me so <laughs> and people like me so it's, uh, it's a good uh, it's, it's 
a good situation. Is it hard to do stand up in uh the second language in English language yes it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's very you know there is a, a part of your mind that you n- never use you yeah. use only in this occasion and it's like tickling you know sometimes it's it's very very funny for you but sometimes you if you miss some word and then the audience don't understand mm. the <laughs> joke and so you have to do it a lot of times and uh, I was I did a preview last week and uh, uh, a lot of British friends I was saying oh, you know this part of the material is not still ready and they said no no it's the English we didn't understand what <laughs> you were saying <laughs> we literally uh, now, now it's getting better because uh, so you have to do much more rehearsal than, yeah, than yeah. your first language what, sure. what do you do say you're on stage uh, the crowd are listening to you you've got a couple laughs and then you say something and it completely goes to shit and no one's laughing how do you save it? You repeat it. <laughs> Say it slower. Uh, slower, <laughs> trying to very, very be clear, and you, you try to use. I use a lot of synonyms. Yeah. Synonyms. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use like uh, to say the same. When I'm not sure, <laughs> I say uh, <laughs> different kind of the same word and the same meaning, and uh, and so it's very, it's uh, interesting. It's interesting. For I think that's actually an amazing concept for a stand-up, a stand-up comedian who 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 gets stuff wrong. Yeah. With the language, but it's or maybe like, but it's so wrong that it's right. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's good to improvise because yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, for me, but sheep and sheep, uh, the similar. Uh, for, for yeah. me. So you understand this from the context. So can you imagine if you if you do this mistake and people understand sheep instead of sheep? And yeah. for me, as this, you, you listen. Yeah, like I took a sheep. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> no. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and did you always know you wanted to stand up, or did you kind of fall into it? Did you go for well, I um, before this, I was working at the European Parliament. I was oh. into, into a very serious job. I graduated in political science, and wow. and uh, after a while, I got bored of politics and I say I don't want to talk about politics anymore. And uh, and so I started to do. Um, I, I wrote a song about Berlusconi and Banga Banga. <laughs> and can uh, we have a rendition? <laughs> <laughs> it was a parody, and it went viral in Italy. Yeah, you're very well known in Italy. So no, 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 for the reason. No, <laughs> for, for that reason, <laughs> and and it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's all about this song because I changed my life because a, a friend of mine called me that he had a radio uh, show yeah. and they called me and they say we are looking for people do you want to come and I say okay okay I will come and I started to do this show it was about prank calls you know you okay, call people yeah, yeah. And, and we did five years of this show and I said uh, you know what it's a big step from European Parliament to, to, to do prank calls but nobody will know it's, it's a little station in Rome but it's, it went was so the, the show went so popular it was yeah. so popular that everybody was worried about me my friends and I said are you okay mm-hmm. why because you, you've been in two weeks you went you've been from uh, talking about Russian revolution for hours to calling old ladies <laughs> and <laughs> make fun of them Yes. Yeah, yes. and so this was before because obviously pranking is one of the biggest things on the internet now. It's yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. Trend. yeah, 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 yeah. In Italy, it's, uh, it's uh, it was a very, very good show to be honest yeah. because it was only only prankled. So it's a, it's a huge. Oh, yeah. uh, and the, to be honest, the the, the the radio station now is uh, very, very well known. Uh, okay. Nita. You're not allowed to prank anyone on the radio anymore. Really? Yeah, they made a rule. Um, you have to, if you're going to do it live, you have to let them know that they're on the radio. 
So which kind of ruins the prank a little oh, bit. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it. they've made it illegal because a, a prank went really wrong. Oh, I remember. A few that. years ah, ago. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And they called up a, a nurse pretending to they were the queen so that they could yeah, speak yeah, yeah, to yeah, I remember. Uh, the princess when she was in hospital. But you know what? From my Italian point of view, it's uh, it's uh, interesting to say that uh, in Italy, prank calls uh, have a reason, especially in Rome, because people react in a very, very passionate way, whatever you you say to them. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. You say hello, I'm the postman. <laughs> <laughs> it's very very funny here with the British people you are much more uh, educated and calm I don't know how much it can be interesting to do frankly yeah, it's um, I used to well I used to prank call it used to be the thing when you were a kid you have a sleepover yeah, yeah, and yeah. what do we do like let's call someone yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like let's order a pizza to the opposite house and watch yeah. the drama that unfolds it's really boring but uh, you've got to have some balls I think to, to prank call Mm. <laughs> uh, especially uh, if you do the, I like the prank calls where people like call into a work that they don't a job they don't work yeah, at yeah, and yeah, call yeah. in sick and just like the confusion yeah, that yeah, goes yeah, on yeah yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not going to be in today but yeah so now you've either got to pre-record them for the radio or if you're live you've got to let them know that you're on the radio which is really weird yeah Kind yeah, of ruins yeah. the premise. Kind of ruins the premise of yeah, the prank because yeah, yeah. I think people are like, "Hi, I'm calling to call in sick, but you're also <laughs> live on the radio." Uh, <laughs> like, what? Um, so, comfort zone. Um, and have you ever done stuff? So this is a solo, obviously solo. Have you ever performed with other people? Would you like to perform? In a, would you like to go down some acting, or do you want to stick to? Acting like not stand up. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I never did it. Uh, I would love to do it, but there is a reason why I <laughs> never did it. So probably I'm not good okay. in acting. Who knows? Well, you never know. You never know. You never know. Until you take a whack at it. Yeah, I think I, I try to do improv. Oh yeah. I improv. You have to be very open to other people, but I'm very very selfish. So I try to, 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 oh, yeah, to take the scene and do, <laughs> and do all the jokes. Yeah, and yeah. it's not. Improv is just being selfish. It's the way that improv, you got to say yes. Yeah, yes yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Do you know that premise? I have no idea what you two are talking so about. <laughs> in improv, improv, improvisational skills, um, you share the stage with other people, and the only way that it keeps rolling and someone the scene goes anywhere is that you have to accept what someone else gives you. You can't reject it. So if someone goes, you're pre- you're pretending that you're in a studio, and someone goes, oh no, there's the police. You can't go. No, there's not. <laughs> you have to go. Yes. But they're midgets, or you know what I mean. Yeah, like you yeah, have to, yeah. you have to say yes and, and you can't. Um, the scene just completely falls apart if you reject anybody's um, thing. So it is hard to do. And yeah, like you said, you cannot be selfish. No, you have to l- keep pushing the light on the other person and hope. Well, you're trusting them to push the light back on you. It's like a mutual thing. Yeah, yeah. You can't uh, be like, hello. And yes, uh, inserting like I was inserting my material from stand up, which is completely oh, unethical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so pre made. Oh, what you were cheating. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. I like that though. You're you're one you're one step ahead of the curve. So. <laughs> well, it's with improv. It's supposed to be like improvised. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a totally different thing, and I did it just a couple of times. I say never. It's never. really really hard, but you can see um, a lot of actors who come from an improv background. You can see it unfold. Like Robin Williams mm-hmm. was an improviser, yes. and you see everything that he does in a lot of movies is off the cuff. And yeah, 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 yeah. And there is brilliant. set list, which is uh, like a stand up improvised. You know, mm. and uh, there is a video about uh, Robin Williams doing this, like improvising stand-up. They they, they just say 
tell you, they say to you like a, um, a topic. Yeah. And you have to improvise a monologue. Oh, I think I've seen him do it about golf. Fuck. Yes, it's incredible. That's so hard. It was incredible. incredible. I mean, stand up's hard, and that's when you've prepared and you've practiced and you've done your pre shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we just get it up and just no, no, no. be funny now? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god that is talent would you ever do that would you ever put yourself no 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 I don't have the talent <laughs> oh, would you ever do stand up man walks into a bar ouch I recycled that from Google I'm not gonna lie no I'm not gonna do stand up I think I'm gonna stay away from I'm uh, tempted to do it I'm really, really yeah really tempted but it's good in any way you know even when you when you bomb it's, yeah. it's, like it's, it's not just the skill set though I think it's it's a mentality as well it's uh, your brain has to be geared in a certain so directors cameramen they're editors they're, they're different to talent because they see stuff in frames and it's the same with comedy you need to see it as setups and timing yeah. and then yeah. also how to work a crowd demographics where are they from what jokes would they understand and appreciate which ones wouldn't they understand mm -hmm. and then on top of that if I've just bombed am I going to crumble like a cookie yeah, or am I going to use it and I'm going to go tough crowd and then pull it back do you know what I mean it's, mm. like, it's yeah, so yeah. intricate and difficult I feel like you have to be a special human being to really be a stand up comic so mm. uh, congratulations well, to you I thought um, about um, maybe doing it but doing it from a character point of view mm. so, oh, so doing like a rehearsed uh, monologue in character so it's sort of a halfway house between stand up and <laughs> what if he is a character right now yes, and this whole time he's been lying he's actually yeah. from Lewisham yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> my accent is fake <laughs> <laughs> It would be great. I, I would love it <laughs> to, to, to change my accent. <laughs> you added the D in your name, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, just, for, really just for you, just oh, for you. Thank you. Do you have Do you have like a sly beef with Gino DeCampo? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, sly beef. Oh, slight beef. It means um, oh beef. Do you have uh, pro like if you saw Gino, would you fight him? Yeah. Do you have a <laughs> the what, top spot? What's another word for that? I can't translate beef. it. Uh, Argument. Do you trouble? Ah. It's a joke. I'm, I'm, sure, ah. I'm sure you don't have trouble with no, him. No, 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 I don't, I no. I don't know him. I don't know him. I would love to. to Basically, to with your accent, you're treading on his toes. Like He's loved. Really? The UK love him because of his accent. And the, he oh. has very funny one-liners. And he plays on language. That's why we love him. Really? Yeah, so that's why I'm saying, do you have any beef with him? Ah, no, if no, I no. was him, I'd be worried about you. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm a problem. Oh, yeah, coming. no, you never know. You could take well, you've got uh, Eddie Izzard, who reviewed your yeah. show. And yeah, so, yeah, 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 you yeah. are definitely... Yeah, yeah, we we had Upcoming. a yes it's, it's it's been a great uh, fringe festival because uh, we we created like the, the general idea was to do comedy some frontier yeah. which means like uh, using comedy uh, to destroy the frontier and talk to a lot of people so basically in edinburgh and then the following year we were in uh, um, berlin and um, moscow to celebrate 70 years of uh, peace in mm -hmm. europe oh, wow. and there was a huge huge show with uh, comedians from germany from russia from Italy, France, yeah. America, and so it was a it was a brilliant, and uh, we we worked together on this idea. And now, after three years, you see how much frontiers and borders are important. <laughs> you know, it seems that everything is about immigrants and immigration. So, uh, I think comedy can be a very very good um, tool yeah, to, sure. to to talk to other people and uh, mix our culture and point of views. And yeah, let's all laugh together. So all the best of luck oh, for Edinburgh. You. It's called Comfort Zone. So if you are down that way, if you're heading to the festival, go and check it out. Um, it's going to be at the Udderbelly George Square. Yeah. Yeah. All the best of luck. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, we're doing songs today, which is like the opening songs of movies. So this is from Deadpool, because that was one of the best opening movie sequences that I saw last year. So this is Angel of the Morning. Background chill.
Poobar Radio presents Sarah Love and my Stiggy. In this last week, we had some shocking news. The uh, prodigy of Mob Deep, he died on the 20th of June. He was only 42 years old, man. You know, to me, they define like a whole era of hip hop. And to me, Mob Deep, really, they are the sound of New York hip hop. They became one of the most successful rap duos in hip hop, having sold over 3 million records. And I mean, what an amazing contribution they have made. So I thought it was only correct that we. We sent out an enormous big up, big up. to Prodigy. Every Monday, Sarah Love and my city. From 4 p.m. Fubar Radio. This is Fubar Radio. You're listening to Back Row and Chill with Johanna James. We've got another competition for you guys. It's to do with Kong Skull Island. So if you would like to be in with a chance of winning this bundle of goodies, well, technically an exclusive merchandise pack, then get over to Fubar Radio Twitter at Fubar Radio is the Twitter handle. And all you have to do is make sure that you're following us and just retweet our competition tweet when it comes out and you'll be in a chance of winning the Skull Island DVD and the bits and bobs that go with it. Uh, it's going to be out on digital download and Blu-ray and DVD from July 24th. So that's an exclusive. Is that exclusive? That is an exclusive. I, I really am so bad at like what the dates are and what's going on. Um, right, we're going to go a little bit back more to entertainment news because there's just so much going on this week. Um, the most complained about films from the British Board of Film of Classifications, that, that's the BF, no, the BBFC. They're the, basically the, the people that tell, that decide if films are going to be like a 12 or a 15 or in 18 uh, they've come up with a compiled a list of the most complained about films of last year and Deadpool was at the top of that list so nice little tie in there with the, the Deadpool intro uh, it was the most complained about film seconded with Suicide Squad and then Miss Peregrine Miss Peregrine Miss Peregrine's Miss Peregrine's Home for Children uh, did you see you saw Deadpool right? yeah why was it complained about? Um, it was like the the British Board of Film. Uh, really, I don't know. People just got on their high horse. Ah, oh, shut up! They wrote. I sort of feel a bit like that. Well, that's how we we get it all the time, though. We make Facebook videos as a living, yeah. and we no matter what you do. I received death threats because last week me and Johanna made a video um, taking the Mick out of yoga. So we had chicken nugget yoga because there's been a couple fads like beer yoga and stuff like that. We got 18 million views on the video. And we also received death threats from vegans mm-hmm. who said that we were advocates of murder for poor chicks being made into chicken nuggets, which is not true. We're not advocates of murder. We are advocates of chicken nuggets. Well, I am. You're not. <laughs> yeah, I'm a recent veggie. Recent term yeah, veggie. you're a recent veggie. But even so, as a recent veggie, I can't condemn... I, you only really have a right to condemn your own eating, not anybody else's, really. It's free, con- it's free country. You tell them, baby girl. It's free country. Uh, so, yeah, we did get you get people really on the whole, people saying that we were disrespecting yoga. Oh, my God. And I was like, we're not. You we're can't just, please anyone. We're just taking, we're having a laugh. Don't take it so, don't take it so personally. Yeah, so Deadpool, don't worry, guys, it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Dead, I don't think Deadpool are worrying. They're like pulling in absolutely millions. Yeah, cake. Uh, so don't worry about that. But, yeah, it, it received, like, the most complaints from last year about it being like overly violent for its uh, but it was one of the most popular superhero movies 
movie films of last year ever and now all everyone's trying to emulate it yeah and, and they're stuff, all putting so comedy into their they <laughs> reshot Suicide Squad to make it funnier just yeah, to, to make match. it look a bit like yeah. and it still ended up number two <laughs> did it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm like most complained um, and I can I can actually see a little bit with the Miss Peregrine's Home for uh, Peculiar Children you have uh, trouble saying that title don't you I was hoping that you wouldn't pick up on that but don't make me say, say it again say one, one more time no Come on, please Miss Peregrine's <laughs> <laughs> Peregrine's Paragons. I don't know. Home for peculiar children. I'm going to like label it as that. <laughs> it actually was quite scary. Like I'm not even a child. Well, they got complaints over that. Yeah, because it was just. Did you even see it? No, no. but I saw the adverts. Well, it, it seemed like an oddball film. It was an oddball film, but there was like there's a bit where like this monsters basically they take people's eyes out. Mm. They kill you and then they they take your eyeballs out. So people are complaining that the horror. That it was actually quite. It was. I mean, gruesome. I was scared and I, it was gruesome and I, and it was like a twelve. But isn't that what films are about? scaring children but no I would have had definite garnering a reaction that's what it's about or would you like a boring film where actually all that happened was their hair got cut a little bit too short that's terrifying for most women that is the worst nightmare (laughs) that could ever happen I should have thought of a different example (laughs) but it's true waking up and all your hair's gone like that's horrible try being a man with a receding hairline (laughs) I guess you can feel that a little bit can't you (laughs) was that aimed at me no but <laughs> baby, I love your hairline. I'm currently checking to see if my hairline's still there. It's sexy. Um, there has been massive hullabaloo going on because the BBC have released the pay, the well, what people get paid at the BBC, so everyone can see everyone else's salaries. And people noticed pretty much straight away that there was a massive pay gap between men and women in the same role at the no BBC way. so um, there was a £200,000 pay gap between Fiona Bruce and Hugh Edwards and they both present the same show why is that? Because he gets two hundred grand more because he has a penis for no other reason is he more entertaining though? it's not be based honest, on that be honest is he more of the draw? Um, I would say well they they, they Produce it side by they present side by yeah, side. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you look at a football team, yeah, people. Okay, we're not talking about sex here, but we're, we're saying that people are bigger draws. So if you look at UFC fighters, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're a boy or a girl. Ronda Rousey was pulling in more money than any other UFC fighter, boy or girl, mm-hmm. because she was a star attraction. Is this dude that's getting paid more, more got more pulling power? If so, then rightfully so, he should be getting paid more. If they are equals, then that is an no, absolute joke. Well, most of the uh, most of them, these pay gaps are between what would be deemed as equal. So they have equal amount of um, like CV uh, history jobs. They're equally qualified. They're equally presenting the same show. It's just that the pay packets have been hidden before. Now, now they've been made to be open, and people are realizing how much they're being underpaid. And it is literally down to generals. It's down to sex. It's not down to. So that's where people are like, my God. Um, and it's a bit awkward now. Uh, yeah, well, obviously all the big people at the BBC have got all their payslips uh, public. Like Chris Evans raked in 2.2 million for presenting radio last year. Oh, Christ. He's not even that good, is he? 2.2 million. I know. Like, oh. um, Who listens to radio anymore? Only joking. I <laughs> <laughs> got you. Um, so, yeah, I read that. I was like, uh, guys, uh, so let's let's talk Chris Evans. Maybe I can get 2.2 million. Maybe next. No, maybe not. Bloody hell, could you imagine? Um how would you feel if your uh, if your pay slip was uh, made public? Would you mind? It depends. If I was in control of my pay slip going public, if it was against my will, then I would mind. Okay. If someone asked me, then I wouldn't mind. So, say you got a job at the BBC and they were like, "Oh, by the way, all pay slips are now uh, public knowledge." Would you mind? 
I'm quite a transparent person. I don't mind people knowing stuff or divulging information that might be sensitive. I mean, I feel like people that are like dodgy about stuff like that are hiding something else. Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's not really necessarily an issue. I mean... Well, people are now basically calling into the radio now. Uh, they're calling into like Chris Evans or all the big ones and they're going, are you embarrassed to take that paycheck? Like, or are, well, do why? You, why uh, are you embarrassed? I don't know. This is what the question is, though. They were saying, can you justify what you do for that amount of money? Because, like they said, you, you went, what, for the radio? It's not even that good. I hate, I hate people like that. All they do is find something to bitch about and they moan and they cry. But at the same time... It's got nothing to do with them how much Chris Evans is getting paid. If his bosses feel like they have the budget to pay him that much money, pay him that much money. Mm-hmm. I don't see what the issue is with that. I mean, okay, to justify it is a different scenario. Okay. I mean, uh, what, are these guys um, Chris Evans' parents? I don't know. Like, do they pay his bills? I don't know, but... Um, Jealousy, that's what I it sounds like. I do think that it's... Um I don't think people should like vigilante and, and mob people for what they yeah they get paid like well done to them they've got that paid. Exactly, exactly it's nothing but to do with them I do think that it is a bit of a piss take if you work on a show equally as hard as someone else and you've got equal credentials equal everything mm-hmm. but your pay is not equal mm. Mm. But, I would but, be annoyed but both way rounds if it was the other way round and if Fiona Bruce was getting 200 grand more than Hugh Edwards I'd still be on Hugh Edwards team I'd be like dude you're doing the same job get the same pay the same mm-hmm. thing unless she's pulling in more numbers yeah but the, I think they're both equally not but yeah um so bbc's in in a bit of a bit of a pickle would you be annoyed so me and you were um working on the same project Mm -hmm. would you be annoyed if i was getting paid more than you um depends on the project and not necessarily uh if it was something to do with like particularly like num if it was a numbers thing you should get paid more because you have more followers than me so absolutely fine with that but if it was nothing to do with numbers say it was an acting job Mm. and it didn't nothing to do with social media mattered it was me and you acting in something and we were going to be on EastEnders I would expect both of us to have the same fee Mm. interesting what about you would you be like no um (laughs) oh no (laughs) what is it going to get personal no of course not I would like there's been instances where I've been paid more than you and there's been instances where you've been paid more than me so I think it balances out Um, I think it's all completely dependent on each particular case study but no I wouldn't be a fan if you're getting paid more than me Okay, and on that note, we're going to go to a little music break and we're going to get our third guest in. This is Background Chill. <laughs> Oi, what do you mean? Back Row and Chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. And Tube Tube. There we go. Was that better? That was kind of embarrassing, if anything. <laughs> Just tone it down a bit, baby. Okay, right, just relax. stay chill, stay chill, stay chill. Uh, we have an email in from Georgia. Say what? Uh, she says, hey guys, do you, did you used to watch Get Your Own Back? You should gunge each other. Uh, yes, I did used to watch it, and sometimes I do gunge Johanna. <laughs> <laughs> that was inappropriate. Sorry. Sorry, Mom. She gunges me too, so. That's fine. It's equal. I used to watch Get Your Own Back, of course, like what 90s kid didn't. Uh, I actually applied to go on Get Your Own back with my dad and my reason was is because he kept calling me pinhead because I had a small head and it really pissed me off and I was like I'm gonna get you on get your own back dad and I'm gonna gun you but was that really your voice yeah I wouldn't have called you pinhead (laughs) (laughs) um yeah if you guys if any of you guys want to ask us anything just get in contact with the studio chill at foobarradio.com comes directly I've got a question yeah go on um Johanna what do you love about your boyfriend Oh my god, uh, digging, digging, digging. Um, I love your hairline. Genuinely. 
Let's move on. Okay, we're talking about 90s TV shows. Weird that Georgia mentioned that because that's what I've prepared today. Um, It is a 90s kids TV intro quiz. So we're going to see how many of these you can get from the 90s. Come on, this is me you're talking to, Famalam. All right, let's go. Ready? Are we ready? Shout out when you think you know. Right, oh, this is the uh, the intro, I'm assuming. I don't know, but this is a banging tune. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, so this, we've got 15 uh, 90s shows. What is number one? Thomas the Tank Engine, obviously. Yes! Buh, buh, buh. Man Like Thomas. Well done, Man Like Thomas. <laughs> With the Fat Controller. That can't be called the Fat Controller anymore. Can't he? PC. Oh my, so what they call him? The, the Controller. The Grand Controller. Oh, for Christ's sake. I know. Uh, number two. Recess? No. Raven? No. You said that you love this show. SMTV Live? Yeah! Oh, oh my I God. Totally, I gave you that. How could I forget that? I know. What's wrong with you? Wonky donkey. Uh, number three. 50-50. <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Raven. Round the twist. Round the twist. twist. Damn it! Number four. I wanna be the very best. Oh, come on! The very best. Ow! No one ever was. Bow, 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 bow. Pokemon. Yeah. Best song of all time. Yeah, she is really good. Play this at my funeral. Okay. Uh, Number five. Guess what it is? It's quite early 90s. Was I even alive at this point? It was Funhouse. Oh my, come on. Who watched Funhouse? Come on, oh give me God. a chance. This next one was one of my favourite shows when I was really old. Postman Pat? No, it was... The Magic Roundabout? It was a little car. Oh, uh, not Tintin! What the fuck's his name? Brum, brum, no! Brum! I'm so happy I got that. Did you hear that tinted? Number seven. It's the most savage electric guitar. Thundercats. Nope. You getting it? No? There was a recent reboot. There's five of them. I have no idea. Power Rangers. Oh my god! Number eight. Goosebumps! Yes! Yeah, it used to terrify me as I well. I wasn't allowed to watch it, and I used to sneakily watch it behind my mum's back. <gasps> I'm allowed. Wow. Sorry, mom, for this thing, You're a rebel. I know. Rebel. Right. Number nine. <laughs> she used to make you get a load of toilet roll and some PVA glue. Oh, shut up, Arta! Yes! <laughs> I love that show. It was amazing. You just make the most shit things. <laughs> oh, number ten. Barbie. Close. It begins with a B. Bar- Barbie the dinosaur. Oh, you nearly said it. Barbara. Yes. Barbara. 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 The elephant. Barbara. What the hell? What the hell's Barbara the elephant? Ba-ba- Google it, babe. Google it. Come on. Number eleven. 
Now don't, don't you cheat, little shit! Powerful... You saw! Powerful gifts! Or whatever it is. Very close. What was it? Power Girl. Power Puff Girls! I was gift. reading off of her sheet. I saw the word power. I said powerful gifts, but it didn't work. Number 12. Land before time. No. It's a bear. Look at that. Blue in the... Blue in the big... No, bear in the big blue house. No, it was Rupert the bear. Number 13. I don't know, this, that trumpet in the background is kind of live. <laughs> this is hey, hey. Spider in the Bath. What the fuck are these programs, Johanna? How you the hell? You don't Spider in the Bath! How the hell am I supposed to know that? I'm just old. Uh, number 14. Don't look. Oh, here it goes. No idea, but the song is sick. Keenan and Kalkulia did oh this. Oh my okay. god, I should have known that. Number 15. If you get this right, you get sex tonight. Oh my god, you have to know this! Tell it to me! I'm having sex tonight! <laughs> what remix is this? That was uh, that was some okay. Well done, baby. You nearly got nearly all of them. That was good. I know, but some of those programs were absolutely ridiculous. I didn't make the quiz. I just got it off YouTube. Like, so was it Bar Bar the Elephant? Yeah, but Bar. Jesus Christ. Or is it Bar Bar? Which way do you say it? I don't know. Anyway, our third and final guest has arrived in the studio, so we're gonna brap, go brap. and grab her and get her in. Um, I'm gonna go for the opening, another good opening credit for CSI New York, Baba O'Reilly by The Who. Saw this live last year in a festival. It was pretty amazing. We'll be back momentarily. That song literally climaxes. So happy it's finished. <laughs> that was Is that what you That's say every game. time? <laughs> she does say that, yeah. <laughs> a huge welcome to Lady Rizzo, who is our third and final guest today on the show. Hi. Uh, a huge welcome. <laughs> Lady Rizzo in the house. Uh, love the name. <laughs> Lady you like that Rizzo. intro? Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's the name from? Uh, that? Lady Rizzo? Yeah. I married a beautiful Colombian Italian man and I kept his name, but I didn't keep him. Oh, well. <laughs> Some would say that's a fair exchange. <laughs> um, <laughs> what an amazing story. Uh, and your show, Red, White and Indigo, yeah. is going to be at Soho Theatre. Yes. Um, how it is, already. Well, what was it about and how did that come around? Oh, it's... Um, so, um, my work, I usually, uh, I usually have to make shows about what I'm obsessed with at the time. Okay. And usually it's something quite personal. Like, I made a show about my divorce, so I made a show about having a baby and being, like, a nightlife creature of the night and then having to wake up at 6 a.m., you know. Um, and um, then this one, I, I, for the first time, what I'm obsessed with is what my whole country is obsessed with, which is um, our nation and yeah. how it's going to hell. Because it says here that it's the, 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 the witnessing the death of the U.S. as we know it. Yeah. That's well, a strong, well, that's a strong it, sentence. Well, it feels like yeah. it, like when you have a clown 
in charge. It doesn't feel. A bit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was going to ask him what sense, but then you just round yeah, it off. Yeah, I mean, because I remember back uh, when there was like rumours of like Trump running for president, and we all laughed. Oh, everyone it was, like, it was like this hilarious. It was like Brexit. We <gasps> we laughed at the idea of yeah, Brexit we, we too. Yeah, we were like, oh my god, we're not going to leave the Europe. And then it's kind of you wake up on the day of the mm. of the voting, and you go, oh shit, we shouldn't have worked. Yeah, um, no, it it seems uh, impossible. Like, and it's still, I still wake up and I'm like, it was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> It's a nightmare. <laughs> Clicking my heels together. Um, yeah, it is a nightmare. But what is actually the positive side of it? It has woken some people up yep. to, to yeah, political yeah. action. It's like a slingshot. You get pulled back and yeah. then just go forward. And I, I and I would I I still wish it wouldn't have happened. But For sure. um, because there's a lot of things that are irrevocable, like. You know, withdrawal from the Paris Climate Agreement. So like yeah, the, the environment, and especially I have a baby. You know, and like that's one of the things where you look at your your child's face and you're like, wow, the decisions we're making today could very well ruin your life. Yeah, it's scary. Oh, yeah. yeah, puts everything in perspective, doesn't it, little one? Well, yeah. think about it now. Look, Kanye West is like, I'm running for president in 2020. Apparently, the Rock, D- Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I don't know how yeah. much truth is based in that, but Trump winning. Um, Caitlyn Jenner a, apparently is also another oh, one. Seriously, God. it's gonna it's gonna be a reality TV it's show. Gonna be a popularity contest. Yeah. Who's got the most followers? Who gets right. the most retweets? And I say this in my show is that w- one of the reasons I think that we are where we are right now is not only is twofold lack of education in America obviously it like schooling because we can't because people that voted for Trump can't actually discern between like reality and mm. and fake news yeah, and um, and and then also spin he's just a snake oil salesman and mm-hmm. then the other thing is our obsession with fame has gotten to an extreme place it's wow. um, because you don't even you have to you have no talent you can be famous and then you're still it's like we've gotten to this place where we used to make fun of people that were famous that had no talent and now they're Kim Kardashian. We idolise them. We, we yeah. still idolise them. Oh, I, I had an amazing lady come on the show, and she did a, um, a show all about gaslighting, which is a technical term. I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. about, and it's a, it's about the the tricks that. Um, like the manipulation mm-hmm. techniques that it's called gaslighting yeah. where you can manipulate people oh, and yeah. they said that the people had studied Trump mm. and um, these doctors and these psychologists and they said that he uses the exact same techniques on the media and on everyone as a uh, domestic violence <gasps> husband does oh. techniques that, that spin um, the fault of themselves yeah. on the other person make, yeah. them, make them by the end of the conversation feel like it's their fault yeah. so they would say oh you like to um, grab people by the pussy and he's like yeah but you've done bad things too and like would push people's own faults back on the other it's like a it's, it's quite clever though it's a it's a domestic it's, it's, a, it's a mental it's I a manipulation it's actually clever though I think I he's don't just, think he's stupid um, he's someone a, in that position must have some some social awareness business awareness like the guy's not a fool what I think <laughs> he is is like a narcissist to the oh, extreme yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. level it's that. so strong that he ha- somehow has a way he needs um, attention so badly that he's like zeroed in on how to get response and um, and that's kind of I guess where his brilliance lies is mm. that he needs it so badly because he hates himself obviously I mean mm. you can't look at his actions deep down the man hates himself his daddy didn't like him or something. Um, I only gave him a small loan of a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it's really got to hurt. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think he he uses narcissism to the to to brilliant means. But I think maybe. that's interesting though, because that that also like says something about what's going on in America. I mean, like you're saying, you call it the the death of America, right? Yeah. But you could, if he is so 
popular. There yeah. is something about Trump that people in America actually yeah. agree Re with. It the same with us. We were like, what, Brexit? That's ridiculous. But yeah. there's some. There's a lot of people in the UK that are like, yo, we don't like what's going on and we like what this particular thing stands for. So, I don't know. If, if You may say he hates himself. I'd say he's just been given so much love as well as everyone gets hate he's used yeah. to that he is now l loved people will Gone fight for him if you say something bad about him at one of his rallies you get punched in the face I know I really actually it's strange because That's sometimes terrifying. I have a death wish for him but I <laughs> uh, but but I I it's just secret dreams at night but but then I think that would be the worst thing because that would enliven his he, face he becomes so a martyr. much yeah, yeah, become yeah. Mm. Trump Jesus mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah oh yep. god it'd be just one word Trump Jesus <laughs> Trump Jesus <laughs> Trump drizzles. Trump drizzles. Trump drizzles. <laughs> With a big comb over, over across. So in your, in your oh, show, brilliant. Red, White and Indigo, I'm getting why that's called that now. Yeah. Um, he says, America is a very bad boyfriend, yeah. but why do I still love him? Yeah. Well, where do, and where, how, how can I fight for something if I don't love it? You know, yeah. and where, 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 where is patriotism in my heart? Because I grew up, I was born to hippies that were not identifying with other Americans. They mm. were wanting to make their own land off the, the grid yeah and um i uh so uh, where where does what do i love about my country because you know uh, i'll just namaste namaste in america and not go to canada you know mm -hmm. like i'm not going to run to canada um and uh i uh I, so yeah i'm trying to figure out how how to get it into what i love about it but then also to be critical of the things i need to be critical of but what you said about um you were saying about what like the people that voted for him the pollyanna side of me like the complete opt optimist thinks that perhaps th th this is the last like if if america's a big pimple or a boil this is the last head mm -hmm. of like the latent misogyny and racism that's mm -hmm. been underneath mm -hmm. forever yeah. forever and for throughout the whole 90s you know with political correctness we were attacking language and I think that that was a mistake like focusing on language instead of a system overhaul of the and ideals of, and stuff like that yes yeah. mm -hmm. of the ideology behind racism and like and so then people still had racism and misogyny inside and then they were like but you can't say that word or that way mm. that say things that way mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. then it's still there like bubbling up and hopefully this is like it's coming to a head and we're gonna squeeze that zit yeah that's a really good analogy <laughs> get all the shit out yeah I just want to pop it <laughs> <laughs> just want to pop Trump's pop head <laughs> Are you guys in a relationship, the two of you? Yeah. No, when you walked in and we were kissing, yeah. we slipped. Uh, <laughs> that was our first kiss. What, what, what made you ask? May I, uh, you're talking about like popping pimples. And you looked at us like, wait, hang on a second. I do. I pop his pimples. Because my partner loves to pop my zits, and I don't do it to him, but I'm just wondering if one of you likes to no, do we that We clean to each other's ears. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like there's this whole side of like i don't know grooming ape grooming yeah, like <laughs> we definitely like a bit of ape grooming and, and ape role play and cleaning and stuff <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so back back to you and yeah quite literally who's, who's interviewing who here no, <laughs> i'm i can only guess looking at you who's playing the ape <laughs> we, we, we both are oh, wow. yeah. oh, she, she's vanilla ape I, i'm more of the classic ape and we went to see planet of the apes the 
recent movie <laughs> and there was an ape called Winter which was really blonde and another and we were like it's us oh my god <laughs> it's us I re- we really are talking about your fetish that's so yeah. cool great yeah, thank you yeah. for letting this me know about weird. that it's it's right. Right. try this is out any, anyone else sweating or is <laughs> anyone have any weird fetishes that they'd like to let the tweet us at Food Bar Radio please anybody make else a, does chimpanzee um, you know hour yeah, that's actually called um, you, you are a furry it's if a furry. you uh, if you enjoy pretending animal, to be an animal, animal. role play Oh, I thought a furry was someone who liked having sex with stuffed animals. No, a furry oh. is uh, if you dress up. As a, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's both. Maybe, maybe it's know, both. Do you know about um, those people? I, I, no. I, I, There's uh, a whole <laughs> business that sews in satin vaginas. Into, oh, wow. Like, uh, for research purposes, do they have a website or a Facebook page? <laughs> this is new information. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like maybe something left over from childhood. That's quite like fucked up, that though, like really. shagging your, your, your teddy bear. Yeah. And it's got like a, 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 a nice-feeling vagina. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. That's but quite Easily cleanable, hopefully. Oh wow, nice! Oh, I used sorry. to uh, I used to hide sweets and chocolate inside my teddy bear. There was a little hole in the stuffing in the back, and I used to go on school journey, and they would do room searches to check <gasps> that you didn't have like contraband in there. Where did, did you grow up in prison? Yeah, what happened? Well, <laughs> did you have a warden in your home? <laughs> what no, happened? in um, in in school holidays and like school journey and stuff. You weren't allowed sweets. No, no, you weren't allowed sweets in, in the dorms. So you? they would they would check for contraband. Everyone had to like. Put the you're crafty. Yeah, girl. so I had like Kit Kats and Jelly Babies oh. all stuffed up in my. You're a woman. Sneaky. You're a woman after my own heart. Yeah. I, I totally have. Uh, yeah, I Fuck have. The system. I have criminal tendencies. <laughs> yeah. Really, that's what I guess. <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> I try to. I try to just funnel into the arts, but I love. I love like a con movie because I just feel like, oh, yeah, yeah. like I have the mind of like that time. Like, even if I got conned very badly, I think there's still a part of me that would be like good on you. Yeah. No, there's a, um, I think as an actress before, I think I mentioned it the other day, I was like, either I can be an actor yeah. or I could be probably a very good con artist. Oh my God, you'd be great because you're sexy and pretty and so you could like okay. do that whole like side of like seduction and then yeah. Boom! There, yeah. there's your money, gone from your account. <laughs> You're bitch. seeing a whole other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just waiting till me and her get married one day, and then she takes everything from me, including my satin pussy in my teddy bear, which Aww. is my most prized possession. I'm taking the teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my satin pussy. Um, so your satin show, pussy. Ooh. We're making a show right now. Um, so red, white, and indigo. It's going to be at Soho Theatre. Uh, from from when until when? Um, I've started already. Um, okay. Yeah. So th- I'm th- I'm finishing up my first weekend. I'm here for three weeks total, so it's a bit of time. Mm. They like me here. What can I say? We do um, like America. It's we love true. America, yeah, so. yeah. 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 You like brassy, bold. You know, Ameri- good, Ameri- funny Americans that can sing. Just I, America <laughs> in general. We we know all of your pop culture references. Yeah. Yeah. We we've lived off of your TV. I know. We know none of yours. I know. Yeah. It's actually quite annoying. We feel, it is. We feel yeah. like the unloved step. Brother. But people are starting to watch like BBC online, you know. They Downton watch Abbey, Doctor, Downton Abbey, Downton Abbey, and Doctor Who. People yeah. are watching Doctor Who, and people like us are bridging the gap too because we make um, viral videos on the internet. And Do you? Yeah, our biggest audience is more than in the sex ape tapes. Or we're, we're, we're <laughs> waiting until like the, the followers when, go down. When the career's over, yeah, we can we'll bring discuss. That out. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like there's a whole genre that you haven't that they you do not <laughs> But yeah, we make we make videos online, but that when people say what do you do? I make videos online, they're like, What? Yeah. Like, no, not those videos. Yeah, yeah. Fun comedy videos. Yeah, comedy videos. Uh, but we do have or, um, actually America's my biggest audience yeah same here wow that's so fantastic yeah, well I'll watch your videos too please do um, thank you but yeah I'm as much as a, sing- a singer as a comedian yeah so. I saw that you're a bit of a you do what we call it jack of all trains oh, you, yeah, you, yeah, uh, yeah. you can do a bit of 
this thinking, which I is I can't great. do my taxes. Oh, no, we're still... <laughs> Neither can we. We're trying to calculate that, which is not working. Uh, but um, with being a bit of everything, so in America, you're really praised. If you can, like, write, direct, and star in your own movie, yeah. it's like, wow, amazing achievement. Yeah. Uh, if you do that in England, it's a little bit like, oh, you're up your own bum, aren't you? Yeah. Like, oh. Or you couldn't get anyone to collaborate with yeah, you. Yeah, it's seen as quite, like, a negative thing. Where really? We're trying to pioneer, like... Well, it depends. If you pull it off, then it doesn't matter what it, how, how you yeah. went about it. But yeah, there is a bit of a stigma attached to like trying to do everything yourself. So. Oh. Where it's actually yeah, because uh, Noel uh, Noel Clark who uh, co-hosts the, this show with me, um, he he writes and produces and makes all his own films, and he gets a massive amount of slack uh, and people trolling well, him. They say they say you're you're what, yeah, what you're, um, it's really it's an arrogant project. It's a it's a um, it's like a self-indulgent project or whatever. That's when, br- well, that's a, the British people's greatest. Fear though is that you seem arrogant, but yeah. then, it w- then in in a way, sometimes it bites you back because then you get humble brags all the time here. Yeah. What's that? And humble brags? Mm. Oh, it's when well, people that subtly talk about their achievements, yes. trying to yeah. feign them not caring. Yes. But really, they want you to love them. Yeah. That's and like me. Did I mention I've got uh, <laughs> two hundred thousand likes in the USA? <laughs> I'm just stuck. But but the thing is, in America, people are just like the the bold face brags are sometimes more like palatable. Yeah. Because yeah. it takes a honest. lot less time, yeah. and they're just being honest, you know, and they're not like undercutting all of their achievements. So, mm-hmm. but um. But yeah, it's just one of those things you notice here. I love, I love being in the UK though, and I love performing to British audiences. They're so, they really listen, and they're. They, I love that the that the theater is respected as something that not just theater people enjoy. Like a dentist will be in the audience, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it feels like in America, artists are just trading around twenty dollar bills and seeing each other's work, and the rest of the people are just watching the television. Oh, you know? oh yeah, there's more. I think there's more people getting involved in theater um, slowly, like things yeah. like especially like we've got Harry Potter has come to the West End and there's slightly younger people mm. are starting to get involved in the culture of it and they That's do good. like um, if you're under 26 uh, mm. in England you can get like reduced or free theatre tickets um, they're trying to yeah trying to get people involved especially like the national and stuff oh there's, that's great there's yeah. a young I disagree what I don't think theatre's really got that young audience in the UK because anymore. But, but, but you're not a theatre goer and you don't go but there but are, I'm very in tune with what but there are a like lot a, of a younger demographic yeah I understand that and they open go. it up but it's really not something as like massively cultural amongst young people you think it's fading like if if you talk about Love Island or one of these like weird sexual TV shows mm-hmm. that's just got no like there's no imagery there's not no symbolism there's no like Story. poignant crescendo yeah. at the end of the piece it's literally just sex on TV and that's all they want to know about if they're young do you know what I mean the majority of us or yeah. like uh, the only way is Essex everyone wants to like emulate what they see on TV which is like fake tan hair being sexy not necessarily being responsible and stuff like that so I'm gonna look into the figures because I think it's something that I think that there has been a shift in the last like 30 years there has been a shift of the um, only the rich and elite going to the theatre oh. and I think that there has been more people going obviously there is not the platform to go onto your Facebook and be like OMG just saw this at the National mm. um, like hashtag theatre it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's people who are not you still get a, a lot more kudos though if you're in if you're in theatre and stuff it's like oh wow it's more highbrow it's more mm. finesse it's high yeah. end as opposed yeah. to what we make on the internet real <laughs> acting yeah, yeah you've actually got a real <laughs> talent which is incredible um, so yeah I, well, I fully respect anyone who's got the balls especially your one woman show wow. so absolutely amazing Soho Theatre if you want to check her out it's 
Lady Rizzo. Are you guys going to come? Yes. Uh, yeah, red, white, and. Uh, are you going to sing a rendition of Satin Pussy for us? Yeah. Satin Pussy. <laughs> Someone get us some tickets, Bring please. Me a dream. <laughs> We'll be there like, yeah! I'm going to be there. We'll dress as gorillas. I promise. <laughs> we'll be the gorillas in the we'll audience. We'll be the gorillas at the back. <laughs> Raven, it'll be amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you um, for having it's me, been you guys. a blast. I'm really glad I got to see you kiss when I walked in the door. Oh, that, that was really fun. I thought it was like a secret romance, though, and I was like, oh, excuse me. Shh, don't tell me. <laughs> We're like, no, don't worry. He's a, we are well all over the internet being boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, Come, st- get away from me. She's you. still embarrassed of me. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, right, we're going to have a bit of... This is the intro. I'm doing intro uh, opening credit titles songs today. All the songs are themed to music Great. and movies. Yeah. Um, and this is the opening to Brotherhood. This is Fecky on Back Row and Chill. Yeah. Back Row and Chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. We are coming into land with the show, but it is time to do film reviews. Lucy Patterson is back in time the studio. For me. Hi. Welcome back. Thanks. You were, when we were singing action last week because uh, yeah. you broke your foot. I broke my toes oh, like an barber. idiot. Yeah. How? I walked into the end of my bed. <laughs> That's it. That's all I did. Quite literally. Yeah. Well, apparently, <laughs> you, you break your um, baby toe at least like five or six times in your life. Do you know, this is the first time I've actually broken any bones whatsoever. Was it? And really it happened to be painful? my toes. And I've been hobbling for like two weeks. Just <laughs> so embarrassing. Was it really painful? Yeah, what? it was horrible. Oh. I didn't even realise really at first. I sort of went to work and went, oh, they're going a bit black. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably go home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit, they're broke. Whoops. <laughs> broke me feet. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you're back. Thanks. It's good been, to be um, back. It's been uh, quite a big week of, of things to see. Yeah. And I'm going to let you start because you saw the big yeah. daddy of the, of the moment. You saw Dunkirk. Yes, I did, which came out today. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really know what I was expecting from it. I think I, I sort of was expecting a bit of Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. that sort of mm-hmm. huge production. And it's nothing like that. Oh. And not to its detriment at all. Okay. It is one of the best war films I have ever seen. Well, better than Gladiator. Absolutely. Better than Braveheart. D- don't question me. Better than Troy. Don't question me. Troy, Troy is a piece of shit. <gasps> I hate that film. That's the blasphemy. I can't stand that film. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, it is absolutely amazing. There's little to no dialogue in it, but that doesn't oh, matter really? either. Good. It's all this set to this huge swelling score from Ooh. Hans Zimmer obviously you know he, his his scores are always absolutely yeah, perfect yeah. but it drives home the tension and you know the the dread and what they must have been feeling because it's all about the evacuations after the D-Day landings and things like that yeah, it's yeah. not like Saving Private Ryan which I mentioned before at the beginning of that obviously you see where they are landing on the beaches yeah. and that is horrific isn't it really mm-hmm. that, that stays with you that opening scene yeah, yeah, yeah. but the rest of that film has got this Hollywood glitz to it for sure yeah it yeah. really has but this hasn't I'm pretty sure it was shot on film because okay. it's got that grainy type of old feel you know yeah, old movie classic absolutely and I yeah. think that makes it even more grim you know mm-hmm. I, I've just felt absolute devastation when I came out of there and not because it was shit because it was so good that I felt humbled and grateful I love him you know. films like that mm. he's mm. just I mean obviously I live in movies that's, that's all I ever do if you watch so many you're going to end up being dramatic and <laughs> as emotional as I am you know <laughs> so um, I was crying my eyes out couldn't get up Lee who I went to see it with actually got up and left me I was like don't leave me <laughs> still crying <laughs> and how was Styles. How was Harry Styles? Do you know what? He's a fantastic actor. Really? You you know, you get that a lot where you have obviously he's an absolute superstar. Yeah, sure. And you get them doing these cameos and things and mm. all you can think about is who they actually are. 
you know you don't yeah. watch them as a character you watch them as that person completely lost you, you completely didn't. lost in that film I didn't think oh that's Harry Styles when I first saw him I got a little bit excited yeah. obviously but um, he's brilliant he, he doesn't have that much of a big part or much dialogue but then neither Nobody. does anybody okay. you know and it's this beautiful ensemble piece and you know if it doesn't get every Oscar in the land I will be very very really? sure that good. Oh, it is that good I, I, I can't even get my words out properly I'm going to write okay. a massive review about this one and shove it down everyone's throat to make them go and see it yeah I, I definitely want to see it everyone needs to and don't do me a favour and don't go and see it in IMAX why okay. because I think that will take away from the story and how devastating it was and, and how real it is. Because if you're watching it in IMAX, you're just waiting for things to fly your face and, you know, get, you're getting lost in the action of it. But what you need to try and do is get lost in the emotion of it and how these boys were feeling. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the main um, sort of young soldier in it, Fionn Whitehead, I think his name is, he's only ever been in one sort of TV miniseries. Mm. He's brilliant. To be able to act that well and, and, and get across such emotions and such danger you know and mm-hmm. and really bring the situation home to everybody is hard without words but they all did it perfectly i had a friend who um we interviewed his grandfather oh, wow. because he was um at dunkirk oh wow and he um he ran away to the army he pretended he was 18 oh, or 17 God. yeah so he wasn't even supposed to be there There was a lot of that wasn't there like yeah. madness and there was something like seven massive ships seven warships yeah and one returned mm-hmm. um, and he was on that one wow the one returning one and it was crazy because I was like well if he hadn't have been there yeah. that day and on that particular yeah. ship then what so everyone that went to Dunkirk only a tiny yeah. amount got they, back the, the boats ship. that came back got torpedoed oh, you know yeah. and it ended up being there was a, a call out to anybody who had a boat anybody and they called them the little ships just go get it and all these people from you know a, a, around England mm. came across the channel on their little boats and picked up the soldiers. Oh, it's bloody brilliant. Just, I need to see it now. You really I just do. got chills down the back it, of my neck just that, from hearing you talk. Yeah. You know, it is relentless, absolutely relentless. You know, you feel like you haven't got a break and I have to remind myself to breathe, you know, and there's this little tiny reprieve when you see the little ships coming yeah. in, you know, and then it just goes to shit again. But it's... it's. You've, I can't think of a word. Perfect isn't enough of a word. What's crazy is that it was like less than 100 years ago this is the thing this was happening on our doorstep we're related to people Who you know this? That, that this happened to yeah. uh, I mean a lot of them probably aren't alive anymore you know but be grateful mm. for for the life we have now because of the things they did you know and there was, there was a little tiny bit of dialogue about them being afraid to come home because they felt like cowards because they weren't fighting they were evacuated yeah. you know they didn't come home as, as what they thought were war heroes but the, yeah. the you know the reaction they actually got and, and that big speech that, um, oh my God, Churchill gave, you yeah. know, that we're fighting on the beaches, things like that. That plays a big part in it. And it's, oh, I could cry now. It's just so. I think you forget, well, we I definitely forget that the, the people who fought in the war weren't soldiers. No. Because um, I remember I got reminded, I went to pick up a package mm. at the Kingston Post Office and all on their wall, they've got um, a plaque and a photo yeah. and it was all the guys who worked at the Kingston Post Office. National Service, they got called up. It was yeah. all of them. It was them in their army gear and whatever. Yeah. And a lot of them died. And oh. there was a plaque which was saying, for those for those of you like left behind now um, make sure you live to, yeah. you live f- like for what they lost and whatever absolutely and it, was like, it was like make sure you, uh, make sure that their death was, yeah. worth, was worth the that's shit that's what basically. I mean by when, when I said I felt humbled when mm. I come out because I just thought god I'm so grateful for these people they should show it in schools maybe they absolutely should you know yeah. it's just Mind blowing! It's an absolute masterpiece. Perfect. Um, did you, have you seen anything that you'd like to review this week that was good or bad or shit or not good? Um, Cinema, Netflix, anything that you've yeah. been watching that you've been loving or hating. What was that film we watched? 
that I couldn't I couldn't behave in. Um, yeah, if, if Jube's not into the film, he's sit, no. sitting on the floor. Yeah. His ADHD, his ADHD <laughs> kicks in, and he's off. What the Limehouse Golem? That's the one. What well, last night? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I quite enjoyed that. You did well. You did well, but it, it felt a bit like a, for me, it was like a TV murder show in a film. I thought, why is this not a massive Christmas ITV special? I totally. was thinking, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, did yeah, feel yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the Limehouse Golem, if anyone's like, what is that? I'm yeah. calling it the Limehouse Golem. I was as well. Yeah, until we said Golem. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh shit. Uh, so we all went to the screening last night and um, there was a special preview screening and uh, Bill Nye was there. That was amazing, was amazing for me. Um, he's got so much presence. I just before, love him. He, he's got so much presence. Mm. Before he'd even opened his mouth on the mic, you could hear people chattering and yeah. laughing. So he'd just be like, <clears throat> and people like, <laughs> So yeah, Bill had he did his first ever lie, and the, the guy that laughed massively was this <laughs> it was me because he caught me by surprise. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. <laughs> uh, yeah, fangirling all over Bill Murray last night. Um, but the movie, yeah, it was good. Um, mm. It is set in, and I haven't googled to see whether it's a true story or completely fabricated. Oh, I have. Oh, okay. Is it? No, it, it's the the characters in it. Some of them are real life people. Okay. But the actual story isn't. Well, like Karl Marx. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> well, I don't know. He might be make-believe. Yeah. But, yeah, there, there's real... And Dan Lino, he's a real person. Oh, I really? Gone, yeah, I haven't gone that much into it, but he was um, a musical performer and oh, things no like that. Way. But I don't know why... The, the writer, I think, wrote it in the 90s. Yeah. Um, he, he made up all of that. Obviously, it's very Jack the Ripper-ish, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it's you know. a bit like a Jack the Ripper. It was. It's set in 1880, and it's about this poli- policeman who uh, is really gruesome Jack the Ripper style murders mm. in Limehouse in East London it was weird that after you watched that I then went to Shoreditch for a drink and I was walking oh God. I was walking around Shoreditch on my own Bad going, I've just seen a movie I'm <laughs> gutted in, in Shoreditch um, but it was good whoever that actor I don't know who she is Olivia to- Cook. she's amazing Isn't, she's in Bates Motel have you ever watched Bates no. Motel amazing series it's finished now crush on her. She, isn't she beautiful I was hasn't just, she got the most symmetrical face you've ever seen I was watching her in the and I was like gorgeous. I could watch her for hours yep. and hours and hours and she's absolutely beautiful yep. fantastic and she can act she can fucking and act. she's northern is she yep <laughs> check that accent out wow and she plays an American in Bates Motel she's versatile wow so I'm loving her yeah yeah um, so overall yeah it was really good did have a bit of a TV-esque thing it did it was very theatrical wasn't it obviously yeah. because it was set in musicals but it but I have a bit of a soft spot for that because I my, my first ever like amateur dramatics play was Jack the Ripper the musical really and we it was all set in within a music hall oh lovely and it goes in and out of the Jack the Ripper story yeah with a, in the music hall so, very much like that then yeah so mm. I was just rem- remembering Aww. like 10 years ago my first ever show I played uh, uh, the Irish pro- the first Irish prostitute to get knocked off <laughs> lovely and, um, <laughs> best and part I, I, opened, I opened the whole show it was terrifying oh my god um, but um, yeah so I, I like it because I'm, I'm just I'm a massive fan of a corset and a British oh yeah totally murder mystery mm-hmm, drama mm-hmm. but um, yeah we're not going to reveal who with who but there is some amazing twists and yeah, amazing very character twisty, work very dark it's amazing and, and, and sometimes quite funny actually and Douglas Booth who is like the uh, teen heartthrob yeah um, and he's wearing like crooked false teeth yeah. he's gone away from a, he's, he's gone from I think he looked like Freddie Mercury I went, and mm. he was channeling Russell Brand a little bit with that accent do you know yeah, what I yeah, 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 yeah. do you know what I found interesting I found interesting um, how the film tried to portray um, like domestic violence and violence towards women mm. as if it was comedy and it was like it was really clever like especially at, at one point when um, one of the characters mentions that um, Dan Lino sp- his speciality is well comedy about women yeah. being attacked really but I think in that in that time 
that was just the norm, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, you know, and they could take the piss out of yeah. it. Like, can you imagine that now? Yeah. yeah. Wherever uh-huh. they were, would just get petrol bombed. Uproar. Yeah. 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 Um, but there was one quote that. So you were a sort of wriggling and a bit bored, but there was one <laughs> bit of the movie that you really liked, and there was one quote, and it stuck with you. And what's the quote? Um, some people's names are written in stone. Yes. And, and some, some are written in ice. Yeah, absolutely. Which is incredibly relevant to me and Johanna, because obviously we. We th- we feel like we're famous because we've got millions <laughs> of totally views are. and millions of followers or whatever. But it's really interesting. So mm. essentially, what they're saying is, it, if you can be forgotten about when you're hot and yeah. cold, your your name isn't written in stone. So it just it resonates. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All about being famous. Totally. So it was a really good film. I did enjoy it. Not for everyone, but if you like a bit of a of a gory murder, murder mystery, mystery. Yeah. set in the Victorian times, a bit cool yeah. Yeah. and a bit of gore. It was actually quite gory, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I was. It. I was thinking about you. I was thinking, is she all right? <laughs> I was like rustling <laughs> under his t-shirt for some of it, like. Oh. But oh, he was really mean. Her. He goes, he goes, it's over, it's over. So I looked out, and then he was like, not over. How, how do you not know that yet? Hello, <laughs> 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 um, I saw uh, this week. I checked out Netflix to the bone with um, Lily Collins and Keanu Reeves. Ooh. I had no idea Keanu Reeves was the main person in it. Film, TV show? Um, it's a, a film. Right, okay. It's called To the Bone, and yeah. there's been loads of like stick and flack around it because it's. Um, it's around eating disorders. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Lily Collins lost, like, 20 pounds yeah. to pay the, the... Not that she could really lose anything else, but no. she, she did. Um, and I found the, the film really good um, from someone who did have an eating disorder as mm-hmm. a, a teenager. Yeah. Um, I found it uncomfortable to watch, yeah. but only because it's, you know, it's like uncomfortable through bringing see, yeah, stuff, stuff up, up you know yeah but not but but what everyone's saying is they're like oh this is like glorifying or, or it's maybe teaching girls to, and i'm like no i think people that say that probably have never had an eating disorder yeah i was like no. and one one point that they make within the movie uh, because the girl she has an eating disorder and she's also an artist and she drew and in the in the movie she's dealing with the fact that her sort of tumblr account of of um inspiration yeah. art inspired one girl to um, go to the point where she died wow. so but the whole point of the movie where they were saying like she can get inspiration or inspiration or whatever anywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's actually the fault isn't with the the, the movie you watch or, no, or no. the picture that you glorify mm. the fault is is to do with the person's own issues and, and yeah. whatnot so this is about a story about a young girl called Ellen who has um, anorexia and as a last ditch attempt her really dysfunctional family uh, put her in this weird sort of like um, therapy safe house yeah. which Keanu Reeves is the doctor wow. and he uses very alternative methods and uh, he's not very like doctory you know he, he'll talk to them and he'll use your message like saying you know go fuck yourself and stuff yeah. and, like, he, he really like jolts everyone mm. around and um, it's kind of like a, a bit of a buddy movie because she meets these seven people who deal with different eating disorders in the house yeah. so you've got overeaters bulimia anorexia um a uh, bit of a kind of love story in there as well. Oh, um, and then, but really, it's about this girl kind of hitting her low, hitting mm. her bottom. Yeah. And the and and it's not all doom and gloom. It's no. about her finding her the moment that she's like, no, I'm going to. I'm going to change now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it was really good. Made me cry. Uh, well, that's always that's always a good time because then you're invested in it. You yeah, know, Lily, if you don't cry, it's obviously shit. So Lily was good, and it just made me a bit sad because um, I do think about all the people who are. Uh, stuck in this illness yeah. or anything, any kind of illness to do with food um, and people so lightly they, they just touched on all of the topics yeah. and people going just eat and it's like it's not that simple it is, or, or just stop eating or whatever it's mm. like it's never that simple no. it's so complicated and like deal with the, the stuff going on underneath movies like that have a responsibility to yes bring it to light use that as as a medium of entertainment as long as you 
you, you bring you bring it home in some way you resolve it in some way and you offer some comfort and help and mm. you know it's like the whole 13 reasons why thing yeah exactly that brought to light issues that people don't talk about so to the bone is bringing to light issues that people don't talk yeah. about and the fact that you know this girl got help it yeah. can inspire other people to to turn around you know so the, yeah within the film I thought it was I thought it was really good yeah. and really well acted mm. and I really enjoyed it as a story and it's on Netflix now to the Lovely. bone I did feel <laughs> um, I, I did feel uh, I was feeling faint through it really just, um, I think just because of the they, they have a lot of um, actual anorexic actors wow um, and or they must CGI they must have CGI'd Lily mm. in some way because yeah. there was a bit when they were like weighing her and it was like every bone and stuff yeah. um, and I did feel I was feeling like quite faint like oh, watching it um but yeah what an impact though but yeah it was, but mm. it was affecting me which was yeah yeah thing. yeah um, the other thing that I wanted to shout out just before we close the show is uh, a, there is a pilot on Amazon Prime called Oasis Ooh. which is the guy who played Rob Stark in um Game of Thrones who got killed Richard off. Madden yep, he was actually Prince Charming as well in Cinderella oh, yeah, I love yeah, yeah. him Yeah. so he is in this new series called Oasis and I was I was one I loved it so yeah. I was like yeah then I was gutted to find out it's on the Amazon pilot series <laughs> so there's just the one episode for the moment so but annoying. I encourage people to watch it because the more people that watch it the more likely it is to, it's get, to get picked up yeah brilliant um, it's set in like 2034 nice um, it's like a, a, a mission uh, to move to a distant planet called Oasis um, and it's about this guy who's a preacher yeah, it's very similar to sort of like Elysium uh, that yeah. movie love that film yeah where the where, it, where the, the people who are like the, it's overpopulated and sort of disease ridden world now um, and like overpacked cities and people are trying to find a colony in, in the stars and he gets taken um, as a preacher he gets uh, brought out specifically from a friend who's on that mission yeah. and they fly him out to um, Oasis uh, but all's not as it seems and there's weird goings on people are starting to see things on the planet and they say that initially it's to do with your eyes adjusting to the pressure of the planet and like yeah. pressure but it's not like that there's something yeah. going on supernatural Ooh. on the planet a bit of supernatural. Um, and obviously they ended up on a cliffhanger and it was just really <sighs> good and I could, I could tell it was just a good that? it was a decent sci-fi yeah. called Oasis um, people don't get on Amazon enough and I think you need to you know, yeah. get on there. There's some good stuff. I'm slowly going through that, and I'm really getting into American Gods. Um, I pushed to them now on the fifth episode. I only watched the first one. I haven't gone back to it yet. Shit hits the fan. Really? The fourth episode. Really? In, you, uh, it, I was like, mm, I don't know. Mm. And then the wife came back from the dead. Brilliant. Uh, that isn't really. A, I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. No, he's not into it. But the wife came back from the dead. That's not really a spoiler because it's been in trailers. I've seen yeah, her. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. It's part of the synopsis yeah. of the series. She comes back from the dead, mm-hmm. and when she does, it, that was an amazing episode. And, wow. Um, and and now I'm. So, so oh, American Gods episode. Get to episode four. Yes. You probably will stick with it. If you don't like it past then, that's not for you. But if you do, yeah. And Oasis was amazing. Lovely. Um, yeah. So um, brilliant stuff. Uh, Jube, thank you so much for coming in and being my, my co-host. My pleasure. Um, uh, can you make it payable in cash? Or <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Uh, two point two million, like Chris. Uh, yes, Chris Evans. Chris Evans yes. <laughs> Shocking. Um, but brilliant. Thank you so much for coming in again. And I hope you your, you. your little toesies get better. Yes, they're better. Um, I'm going to end with what am I going to end with music wise Um, I'm going to go for Immigrant Song why did you look at me when you said that (laughs) oh awkward we can go for (laughs) Run Around Sue nice (laughs) let's stick to Immigrant Song Immigrant Song Uh, okay this is Bat Rancher we'll see you next week at 4 till 6 on Food Bar Radio have an amazing weekend if you enjoyed this podcast please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes